So here's the deal. Bo, I don't know, four or five times a year I'm watching TSN at night, <laughs> yeah. and AFL comes on, and I must watch. I don't have a freaking clue what's going on, <laughs> but I'll tell you, in terms of entertainment, I'm not sure there's a more fun sport that I know nothing about than Aussie, Aussie Rules football. Is it Aussie Rules football? Aussie Rules footy, yeah. Okay. Called Aussie Rules footy. Uh, so. Um, so here we are in Calgary, <laughs> yeah. and we've got, a, we've got a group, we've got a team, we've got an association. We do, yeah. So we're the Calgary Kangaroos. Um, as you said, it is an exciting game. Uh, it's a bit hard to watch it over here, being on so late, 11 o'clock, and then <laughs> 3 o'clock for the night games back home, but... As you said, it's an exciting game. And um, the senior men's team has been around maybe 15, 20 years now. But okay. um, especially the, the girls in the junior program is quite recent. Um, and probably the junior program is five years old. So that's sort of our focus at the moment. Uh, just get kids within Calgary playing and exposed to the sport. And then hopefully progressing through the ranks to eventually play in the Calgary Kangaroos. So tell me, tell me about the sport itself, because the layperson, and I would count myself in that, is yeah. it, it's some sort of bastardized version of rugby. It, oh. Is it? No, we get that a lot. Okay. Like our, junior, uh, our junior balls are synthetic, and they look like a rugby ball. Yeah. Uh, but once you get into the top ranks, you're playing with a leather football. So okay. um, people often mistake it as rugby, but completely well, well, come, completely. well, it looked different. like a derivative to me, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. So... Um, it's quite quite a lot different, I guess. Um, it's a three sixty degree game, yep. so we're not just playing sideways and backwards, uh, yep. sort of similar to rugby. So yeah. it's three sixty. Uh, we use what's called a handball, and we also kick the ball quite often. So players will often kick the ball probably two times more than they'll use what's called a handball. So that's similar to, I guess, a volleyball serve. So sure. um, you know, it's pretty athletic. The guys have got to be fit. Um, they play four quarters of thirty minutes. Um, so it's quite a long time. Sorry, 18 four on quarters of 30 minutes. So we're yeah. talking two hours, two hours of, game of game play. play. Yeah. So two hours of game play, um, 18 on a field from each team. Um, and guys, top guys, especially the midfielders, yeah. they'll run anywhere between sort of 12 and 16 kilometers at the elite level. So um, they're clocking up some Ks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and physical too. And, I mean, yeah. and maybe that's physical. where the rugby comparison comes because there is no equipment and it is yeah, for sure. kind of you know, a mano a mano when you're out Yeah, there, very right? physical. Um, so, you know, we tackle below the shoulders, above the knees. Anything above or below that's a penalty um, and the other team gets the ball. So, you know, I feel um, the game, being a tackle game, is quite a safe tackle game mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of rules in place around the tackling in order to keep um, keep players safe. And I, spe- I guess back in Australia, um, as well as over here for NFL, concussions are quite a big issue. But um, in terms of... Players sustaining concussions not very high because uh, yeah. players aren't leading with their heads um, and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah and that, I mean, I th- I want to get into the history in just a second, mm. but I do want to touch on that because that to me would be the one thing that I wonder about if it limits participation. Because from the outside, one might look at it and go, "Geez, it's a physical, rough game," mm. but it is it is so technical, and yeah. the rules are in place to protect the athlete for sure. that that it might be you know kind of misconstrued of what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like. If you bring up the highlights of the biggest hits, like you sit there and you go, "Oh, this is dangerous," but you're probably getting one or two of them per season. Um, so, yeah. you know, a lot of the tackling is quite regulated, um, and I guess junior ranks as well. There's modified tackles. Um, even most of the stuff we do with the primary schools and elementary schools is a tag tag like mm-hmm. game. So yeah. they're not quite tackling yet, um, and then once they move up the ranks, they're getting that good coaching about tackling. But what I often say to people is, it's a game where you're trying not to get tackled. Right. Um, whereas NFL football, rugby, sort of 
you're running into someone in Australian football, you're trying not to get tackled. If you don't get tackled, you're playing the game a lot better than someone that's getting tackled all the time. So um, it's probably, yeah, the contact aspect is probably less than rugby and, and NFL football. Okay. So, so, mm. so I did want to ask you a little bit about the history. Tell me a little mm. bit about the, the game and how it grew into what it is today. Yeah, so I guess um, it's sort of a little bit, there's a bit of a blurred history back in Australia. So sort of one sort of theory was cricket players. They needed something to do in the winter. Um, so they sort of made up this game based sort of off rugby, off other sports that they'd seen, and they've created football. Another um, one is based off the Mungrook people. So indigenous uh, people back in Australia created the game of football. So originally it was sort of, played with a round ball right. um, so they played with a round pigskin ball and then it evolutionized from there so the Australian Football League national competition has been around for probably say 120 130 years okay uh, but obviously the game's gone further back depending on who you talk to so um, it's a pretty big sport now in Australia I think of all the sports in the world national sporting competitions it's got I think the fourth or fifth highest attendance rate out of any sport okay globally so is it Australia's biggest sport it is Australia's okay. biggest sport, okay. yeah. I so um, rugby is quite big in New South Wales, so Sydney and Brisbane, Queensland. Yeah. Uh, but everywhere else in the country, it is Australian football first. And people, it's like hockey over here. Yeah. It's like American football in America. It is people. People live live for it. So do you lay claim to football first? Because now you know, of course, we had in North America call it soccer. Yeah, uh, we couldn't live with football because that would be too confusing. And of that course, we've got you know the very the strains of North American football. We are. But is yours the original? Whose is the original? Uh, so back home we call Australian football football. Okay, and so soccer, just like we do, and soccer is soccer. Yeah, okay, yeah. so just like we do. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, give us a sense of participation back home. Give us a sense of the development and how it works um, in Australia. Um, so I guess back home it's probably. I'd say the development's a lot similar to hockey Hockey okay. here. So sort of Auskick is our junior establishment program from sort of four to eight. Mm -hmm. um, and they do fun activities, sort of small-sided games, uh, but nothing too physical and stuff like that. By the time kids are sort of 10, um, they're playing contact football. Right. So um, sort of depending on where you are in the cities, you've got each, each age is a division, so 10, under 10s, under 11s, under 12s, all the way up to sort of under 18s before they hit senior football. Whereas in regional areas, there's sort of a two-age two age gap. So um, quite big, depending on the region as well. It depends on how many teams you have. So where I came from, we had an eight-team comp. We were quite a small area. So most of our towns were made up of sort of two, three, 8,000 people. Yeah. Um, so very small area. And our age gap was sort of two years between divisions. So we okay. had an under 10s, under 12s, 14s, 16s, and then moving into reserves and senior football. So Community associations or was it driven by the big clubs? Did the big um, clubs have... No, it's a community. Okay. So big clubs are big clubs. They stand alone. Okay. Um, so they do... So sort of they do similar sort of community-based stuff so they'd go into the community and run programs but club-based um football so you might have the what do we got um i don't even know you can't even think of a town yeah, but, moment, but, but, but but i know what you say like, yeah. because you know in the premiership you know liverpool will have you know yeah. development all the yeah. way down to the bottom yeah right but it's not not, not like that, that model no, okay. no. so sort of yeah nfl nfl based you got your seattle seahawks are the top club yeah and then everything back so like you'd have the Ranchlands, yep. Ranchlands Hawks maybe, or um, the Elbow Park 
sure. um, Blues, something okay. like that. And then they play, depending on how big the city is, they play different teams throughout their region. Yeah, I, I, I use this term all the time, but mm. is there a lot of beer league football played back home? Um, not quite beer league. Reserves, so we reserves. Reserves is a step under seniors. Okay. That's probably beer league. Okay. Um, so that's the guys that train once a week. Yeah. And then uh, like to have a beer after a while. They're watching the senior yeah. footballers. So senior football back home is quite um, like there's money floating around if you're playing regionally. Yeah. Um, so okay. it's quite still quite a big deal if you're playing regional regional football. There's quite a lot of ex AFLers, Australian yeah. footballers at the top level that drop down a level and are playing regionally. Oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. And women's programs? Women's programs, it's taken off back home probably in the last sort of five years. Yeah. So now there's a national competition. Mm-hmm. Um, they're semi-professional and um, it's only getting bigger and bigger. It started yeah. off being a six-team competition and now is a 12-team competition. So, you know, it's sort of growing day by day and junior ranks as well. A lot of kids, uh, a lot of girls are going into Australian football yeah. because most of our sports back home that are offered to girls are non-contact, so netball, basketball. Yeah. Um, so... You know, a few girls, they get the taste of it and get the taste of contact and they're, they're oh, hooked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jared, um, we're going to talk about it here in Calgary. We're going to talk about it here mm. in Alberta, but are there expats? Are there programs, you know, all throughout the world? Are there some in the United States? Are there yeah. some in Europe? Did, does it, has it proliferated around the globe? Yeah, so it's proliferated around the world. So um, Europe, like wherever there's Australians, like especially here in Calgary, Vancouver is quite big as well okay. uh, because there's a lot of Australians in Vancouver and Toronto. So they're probably our two biggest centres in Canada but everywhere around sort of the States and and Canada, we have um, US Nationals at the end of each season so that sort of runs in October. Mm -hmm. Um, So pretty much all the teams converge from the States and Canada as well onto a central region. So I think this year it's in Florida. and they play sort of four divisions, so you're broken up into a division. Right. And last year we played likes of Portland, Seattle, um, we played played Vancouver. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, is, is it being driven? But and here's the to me the million dollar question: mm. Is it being driven by people like yourself who were expats, or is it now being driven by Americans and Canadians who've come to the sport, who found it, and are now? You know, getting involved in coaching, or yeah, do we still rely heavily on? I think people? It's a bit of both. Okay, I think it's a little bit of both. So, because that's the future of the sport, right? For if sure. you can get the yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, okay. I know, like a lot of our men's team, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of expats, but the women's team, I'd probably say out of the twenty twenty two girls, probably three or four are okay. Australian. Okay. So, seems to be the women's side's more Canadian, uh, but the men's side's probably more Australian. But we're sort of edging towards. You know, the guys being like vice president and president of the club are uh, starting to become ca- Canadians as well, So, um, which is good. Could you take your club here, go back home, and be competitive at a, a certain level? or um, At a certain level, you probably could. Um, probably wouldn't be a high level. Okay. Um, so it's just like, especially when you've got guys coming over from Australia, they've played it since they've been five. Absolutely. Um, so... A lot of the guys over here, they've only been playing maybe five, six years. Okay. Um, so they're still sort of picking up picking right. up the rules and um, the skills. Like if you see an Australian kick the ball compared to a Canadian, like it's a lot of uh, the gross gross motor skills are completely, completely different. So. Right, yeah. And I think that's the thing yeah. that sometimes people forget. We mm. Good athletes are all over the world. Yeah, for But sure. the intuitive mm. second nature aspects yeah. of it, you have to kind of grow up with, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like especially... Like, since I've been here, like, tried to skate. 
like tried to play sh- shinny hockey yeah. like in the local rink and sure like it's the same thing i yeah, come oh over yeah. and I'm, I'm floundering around can't skate backwards too well so guys are going past me and stuff like that but, so but <laughs> i if i remember correctly there was an afl championship a couple of years ago in which there was a canadian involved yeah correct yeah mike there, pike yeah. okay mm. okay so i i wasn't wrong about yeah so that. yeah mike pike he played for the sydney swans and now there's a guy from the states who's playing for collingwood okay um so one of the big teams as well so they sort of recruit from outside regions and you know sort of mainly focus i guess on college athletes and guys that quite aren't there so i think the guy that's playing for collingwood was an ex-basketballer um so he's quite tall so he's a ruckman um so okay. he pretty much contests the ruck yeah and gets the tap so so we, in that sense he wasn't an american that moved and was living in australia as no. a kid and grew up yeah. they was recruited or come yeah, over he recruited over so you hear him talk now and he's still Still got his American, <laughs> American slang and stuff like that. So everyone loves him back home. They do, uh, eh? They do, yeah. A little bit of an oddity him. still at this point, yeah, for right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we've gone on long enough about this sport. Let's talk about it here in Cal. When did it start? And tell me a little bit about the Kangaroos program. Um, so junior program, we've sort of been around for five years. Okay. Uh, but I guess the last two years, we've probably really hit our straps. So we were sort of pretty fortunate last year that we got some money through Canada Summer Jobs. Mm-hmm. So over how I... Uh, um, I think 12 university students to go out and run school programs for us. Wow. So that was the first time we'd done that. Before that, we sort of had one or two guys around the club that would go into schools every now and then Sure. that were interested. So last year was the first time that we'd really expanded it. And I think we sort of hit 15,000 kids across maybe 25, 30 schools for eight weeks. Yep. So this period right now in the spring is sort of our busy season in school so at the moment i was just having a look before but over the last sort of seven weeks i think we've touched base with uh, let me just get it up fifteen thousand kids in calgary up in calgary so wow. that discounts this coming week where we're in another seven schools and last week as well so by the end of our sort of eight week cycle i guess we're going to hit sort of twenty thousand kids from k through to all the way to 12 so um it's a big big achievement for the you know for us and for uh, the guys that we've hired through the universities and all of them are canadian as well so um, Hmm. a lot did it last year but a lot of new kids this year as well so they've got a taste of it as well so twenty thousand kids across eight weeks is huge um and then we're running trial programs throughout the winter so we probably saw another maybe 20,000 kids get exposed to Australian football. So my guess is facility isn't necessarily an impediment, that you can work around yeah. not having an actual yeah. you know, dedicated field. Is that fair? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, over winter, we're obviously restricted to gyms, but a lot of schools have fields. Um, so we've sort of modified. You can teach a sport in, in a gym? Yeah. Okay. Teach it in a gym. So depending on the size of the gym. Sure. Like, um, you know, definitely do the handballing, um, fun games like that, kicking. Most schools have their lights covered. Everything's covered. Yeah. Everything's pretty much shatterproof. So, yeah, um, yeah. give them a taste and um, they love it. And, that, and so that's how you everywhere. would introduce it. You would bring yeah. it in and just teach the skills and, yep. and little kind of small area games, for lack of a better term? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then from there, we sort of got our community program. So last year, I think we hit maybe 150 kids in community programs. So after we've been in a cluster of schools, yeah. we sort of set up a sort of a base in the middle of those schools and try and get as many kids we can there. Um, and this year we've hit 220 kids. So we've sort of 
25% growth from last year, which is So uh, what, what do they do then? Are they broken into teams and do they play? Um, yeah, so we, uh, we're pretty fortunate this year. So we've sort of broken the project program up to six-year-olds to 12-year-olds. So anyone between that sort of age bracket uh, can enter the program, um, which is pretty accessible. And we've made it quite an accessible price as well. So uh, it's $50 and they get their own ball to keep. And we're pretty lucky this year. We got a partnership with Macquarie Bank, who's a bank back in Australia that have a few branches out here. Hmm. Um, and we're able to subsidize some jerseys as well. So every kid has got a jersey. And depending on the, the uh, program, it was either seven weeks or eight weeks long. Yep. Um, sort of bring them in for an hour, do 30 minutes of skills and activities, and then finish off with 30 minutes of a game. So okay. break them up into two teams. All the jerseys were Australian animals. So uh, we sort of had the dingoes, Tasmanian devils, kangaroos, sure. all that sort of stuff. So they were sort of broken up into their teams and then they got to play against Can each I other. Can I just make a comment? I love yeah. the fact that you don't feel like you have to dumb it down or anything. Yeah. Like you can embrace it and, and include yeah. the heritage. I love that. For sure. You know what I mean? I, I just It bugs me when you feel like, oh, we have to come over and we'll have to call them the moose or something. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's the history of it. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, right? Like... The kids love it too. And they sure. go, what's this animal? And it's like, that's a dingo. That's a Tasmanian devil. And even the parents are curious. They're like, what's that animal? Because like, a lot of the parents, they uh, come in thinking it's sort of rugby as well. And they're oh, like, sure, sure. Right. And they don't have a whole lot of ideas no. of what Australian football is unless they're like you and have stayed up to 11 or 12 o'clock at night and seen it on TSN. But so, it, you got to love the fact yeah. that that probably keeps them a little less involved, right? And it lets sure. the coaches coach. I think uh, it's definitely a blessing and a curse at the same time. Like, sure, okay. You don't get quite as many helpers because they're sort of like, oh, I can help, but I'm not sh- quite sure what I'm doing. Right. But at the same time, like I'm sure with hockey and other sports that have been in the mainstream here for a long time, you get quite a lot of parents <laughs> coming up and being like, why isn't my son playing? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Like we started a, a program last week that's going to go for a six, seven weeks down in Bridalwood. And, okay. Um, we started off maybe two or three weeks ago with five kids registered and then uh, we hit that school and we got 45, 45 wow. total. So, boys and um, girls. Boys and girls. Okay. Yeah, so mixed. mixed, And I think that's probably what our blueprint is, um, exposing the kids first yeah. and then trying to get them to sign up. Because if we just go out and say we've got an Australian football program, no one knows what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's just trying to, I guess our goal at the moment is trying to get that exposure to the kids and then they can teach their parents and then as they come through the years, teach all those kids and that way they know what's know what Australian football is. But we, and it starts getting ingrained. Yeah, and, and it has to help too that the digital information age yeah, for sure. that you can go home and, and somebody could look at something and they could, you know. Yeah. I just think it makes a world of difference that mm. you could say, you know, go watch this YouTube video yep. or something like that, and you can create heroes and show them. Absolutely. Like, that's got to be a benefit, too. Yeah, for sure. And with like our mailing list, when the kids sign up, we get their email, and, you know, we send out, there's a good, nice AFL Explained video oh, okay. um, for Americans. So we sort of send that clip within it, and you'd be like, if you're interested, if you don't know what it's about, click on the link, yeah. go watch it. Right. Um, and that has all, like, the highlights, like the the hits and the speckies and stuff like that. Okay. So, now you have um, a facility yeah. now, right? Like you have a, a we do have a field. Um, so we're out at Inland Athletic Park, so far northwest, out off Stony Trail. Um, so that's sort of where our hub is. Also, we sort of train out of Queen Elizabeth, more closer to downtown and AE Cross. So, okay. Uh, just to make it, I guess, a little bit more accessible to people down south, so sure. they're not travelling to the far reaches of the city. So, 
Yeah. So tell me about this, the senior programs and I guess the programs, you know, for, for better players. Tell me what, it, you know, what it, you mentioned before, you're playing yeah. against teams from Vancouver and other places. Yeah, so I guess our season's broken up. It's broken up into a few different sections. So we've sort of just finished what we call our spring cup. Um, so it's mainly based towards newer players. Mm-hmm. And we play sort of anywhere between 9 and 12 on a field. So usually we play with 18, but uh, with the new players, uh, we sort of, break it down a little bit just so they get more touches, right. et cetera, et cetera. So play nine or 12 on a field. Um, we sort of had three, four teams um, for that sort of comp. And then most of our most of our games and tournaments from here on till the end of the season are more um, 18 aside, but also standalone tournaments. So we've got a, sort of four games where we'll play Bears versus Cowboys, so two separate Calgary teams will play against each other, okay. 18 on 18. But we also, last weekend we went down to Kelowna. Um, we played a couple of Vancouver teams, Edmonton and Burnaby. Um, and then we play Edmonton quite a lot throughout the year as well because they're quite an, an established club as well like us. Um, so we play them four times a year. And then at the end of the year, we're heading down to Portland to play Seattle, Portland, and hopefully Vancouver team as well. Um, so, how do you fare? Uh, uh, we fare pretty well. Yeah. Last week we won, so we won one, lost one. We missed out on the final by percentage. Okay. Um, so, you know, you're so competitive, it, but we're competitive. Like right. against the teams around here, quite competitive. Um, Edmonton used to be quite a little bit. I guess worse than us, uh, but they've over the last few years they've caught up quite a bit. So when we play Edmonton, it's quite a competitive game. So what ha- what has allowed them to catch up? I guess um, I think it's been more just the duration of their program. So okay. Kangaroos were established probably five ten years before Edmonton. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. it's just sort of that growth over the time okay. that they've sort of got the guys playing, and a lot of the guys at Edmonton Canadian as well. So they sort of came in real fresh. Um, not quite having an idea of yeah. how the game's played. And sure. over the years, they've played together and guys have stuck around and they've really created a good team environment and skills have obviously improved and results have improved as well. So they made the final last week. Um, Burnaby beat them, but you know they were competitive in the final yeah. as well. So, what's, yeah. what's your vision really here? Exciting. Well, I mean, what's your vision of this? <sighs> the vision? Ideally, I guess my focus was more on the juniors, yeah. um, but... Ideally, we'd really like to sort of create, I guess, a junior competition in the four quadrants of the city so that there's a competition in the southwest, competition in the southeast, competition in the northeast, competition in the northwest, spanning sort of under 12 through to under 16s. Okay. Um, that would be the, the goal. Uh, probably might take us a little bit to get there, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's but, our but, but goal. as community programs, or would you ever see it as a school program? Or um, ideally, school program as well. Like obviously, school sport is quite big over here compared to in Australia. Oh, okay. Um, so when I came over, I sort of opened my eyes that um, it was quite a lot bigger than Australia. Like oh, most okay. of Australian sport is community based. Um, if you're playing a sport after school, you're playing for the community gotcha. rather than the school. Gotcha. So yeah. school-based sport is more school v. school during the day, during the week. Um, so, yeah, I guess if we can get into the school as well through the, you know, Alberta School Athletic Association, that would be that'd be fantastic as well. What is it? What does it mean for you as, you know, you're from Australia, but mm. here you are in Canada. 
yeah. to be involved with the sport? Is it does it kind of I don't know make you less homesick? Does it does it connect you? What, what is it a pride thing? How would you describe it for you? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really had a chance to think about it too much, but uh, I guess it's a pride thing. Like especially once you see the kids participate. And you see their smiles on their faces. Like, it's quite an entertaining sport. Yeah. And they love it. Yeah. Like, they're kicking the ball around. Yeah. Um, I think it's more pride. But do you miss it? Like, you miss, you know, the Uh, accessibility of it and, you know, the fact that, you know, that's where you'd be and that sort of thing? Like, yeah, I think so. Like, before. Before I came over, I was working for Australian Football League. So I was doing sort of junior programs. You were also, working for the league? Yeah. Oh, so was, that's uh, a totally different yes. component. Wow. So I was sort okay. of running, running community programs and also okay. running a community association. Okay. So not the national competition, but. No, no, you know, but you were, that's yeah. what you were doing. You that's were what I was doing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like you miss it. Like, I especially, I guess, miss being a Saturday or Sunday and being. Five o'clock, six o'clock in the afternoon, finishing football, and then you're watching the football on the TV. Yeah, yeah. I think I miss that aspect more. But you know, we've still got the team aspect here. Uh, we've still got a club, great group of guys. Uh, we go and do stuff together all the time. So, like, uh, I don't really get homesick about that because um, I was never an elite, elite Australian footballer. So, yeah. Um, you know, I'm happy to go out, have a kick with my mates. Well, yeah, I mean that, but that's the beauty of sport, right? Yeah. That's that's the connection. So, mm. where are we at in this country? Do we have a governing body? Do we have? An, we do. We do. Eh? Yes, we got a governing body, and also there's an international international cup that's played every three years. Mm-hmm. So, um, Canada get a boys team together, girls team together, and England will have a team. New Zealand will have a team. You know, anywhere that can get a team together, South Africa, Pakistan. I think Pakistan even had a team three years ago. Yeah. Um, they all converge on Melbourne every three years and see who's the best outside of Australia. So, How do we do? Um, girls, really well. Girls, I think last year, they, last time they competed was in 2017. Um, they came second. Um, and I think the three years before that, in 2014, they, they won. So 2020 is the next one. So... Well, we're a year away. Yeah. Um, so they're sort of ramping up their trials now and practices. And the girls, yeah, the girls have been fantastic. And even the boys, quite competitive as well. I think New Zealand might be the team to beat just due to... Yeah, proximity. Proximity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good tournament from what I've heard. Um, and they get to play... I think they get to play one game at Marvel Stadium, which is the second biggest stadium in Australia. So... So somebody listening to this and, and wants more information or is, is curious, what's the season? How do they get involved? How do they get a hold of you? How do they find out more? Yeah, so I guess um, I guess all the kids, I guess, are on social media these days. So Calgary <laughs> Kangaroos is the men's team. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Girls are the Cal- Calgary Kookaburras. Yeah. Um, or the Kookaburras, as the Canadians like to <laughs> <Yes>. say. <laughs> yeah, we have a tendency not to quite get it right. Um, and so they're, they're on the same platforms as well. And uh, we've got a website, Calgary Kangaroos, um, and also email address, calgary.kangaroos at gmail.com. Um, and also the Auskick, which is our junior program, mm-hmm. www.auskick.ca is where you can find all the information about our junior program. So season generally runs from, what are we now, June, April, April through to the end of September. So our okay. summer. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, we're a little bit limited, I suppose, yeah, a little bit <laughs> for limited. half of the season yeah. but, or half the year. But uh, it's is it cool? Is it fun? Is it is it oh. like? Yeah. Is it? I love it. Yeah. 
It's good yeah. fun. It's a good way to stay fit too. Oh, if you yeah. want to stay fit oh. and you're not you, and you don't just want to run around a run around a field or run around a track, yeah. come out and give it a go because it uh, definitely keeps you fit. If you want to run, you can run as much as you want. If you don't want to run, there's a position for you too. <laughs>